Section 91 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, March 9, 1833 The Prophet was at this time engaged in the translation of the Old Testament. Having come to that portion of the ancient writings called the Apocrypha, he inquired of the Lord and received this instruction. 1 through 3. The Apocrypha is mostly translated correctly, but contains many interpolations by the hands of men that are not true. 4 through 6. It benefits those enlightened by the Spirit. Verily, thus saith the Lord unto you concerning the Apocrypha, There are many things contained therein that are true, and it is mostly translated correctly. There are many things contained therein that are not true which are interpolations by the hands of men. Verily I say unto you, that it is not needful that the Apocrypha should be translated. Therefore, whoso readeth it, let him understand, for the Spirit manifesteth truth. And whoso is enlightened by the Spirit shall obtain benefit therefrom, and whoso receiveth not by the Spirit cannot be benefited. Therefore, it is not needful that it should be translated. Amen. Section 92 Revelation given to Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, March 15, 1833 The Revelation instructs Frederick G. Williams, who had recently been appointed a counselor to Joseph Smith, on his duties in the United Firm. See the headings to sections 78 and 82. 1 through 2 the Lord gives a commandment relative to admission to the United Order. Verily thus saith the Lord, I give unto the United Order, organized, agreeable to the commandment previously given, a revelation and commandment concerning my servant Frederick G. Williams, that ye shall receive him into the Order. What I say unto one, I say unto all. And again, I say unto you, my servant, Frederick G. Williams, you shall be a lively member in this order, and inasmuch as you are faithful in keeping all former commandments, you shall be blessed forever. Amen. Section 93 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, May 6, 1833. 1-5 All who are faithful will see the Lord. 6-18 John bore record that the Son of God went from grace to grace until he received a fullness of the glory of the Father. 19 through 20. Faithful men, going from grace to grace, will also receive of his fullness. 21 through 22. Those who are begotten through Christ are the church of the firstborn. 23 through 28. Christ received a fullness of all truth, and man by obedience may do likewise. 29 through 32. Man was in the beginning with God. 33 through 35. The elements are eternal, and man may receive a fullness of joy in the resurrection. 36 through 37. The glory of God is intelligence. 38 through 40. Children are innocent before God because of the redemption of Christ. 41 through 53. The leading brethren are commanded to set their families in order. Verily thus saith the Lord, It shall come to pass that every soul who forsaketh his sins and cometh unto me, and calleth on my name, 
and obeyeth my voice, and keepeth my commandments, shall see my face, and know that I am, and that I am the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world, and that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, and the Father and I are one, the Father because he gave me of his fullness, and the Son because I was in the world and made flesh my tabernacle, and dwelt among the sons of men. I was in the world and received of my Father, and the works of him were plainly manifest. And John saw and bore record of the fullness of my glory, and the fullness of John's record is hereafter to be revealed. And he bore record, saying, I saw his glory, that he was in the beginning, before the world was. Therefore, in the beginning the word was, for he was the word, even the messenger of salvation, the light and the redeemer of the world, the spirit of truth who came into the world, because the world was made by him, and in him was the life of men, and the light of men. The worlds were made by him, men were made by him. All things were made by him, and through him, and of him. And I, John, bear record that I beheld his glory, as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, even the Spirit of truth, which came and dwelt in the flesh, and dwelt among us. And I, John, saw that he received not of the fullness at the first, but received grace for grace, and he received not of the fullness at first, but continued from grace to grace until he received a fullness. And thus he was called the Son of God, because he received not of the fullness at the first. And I, John, bear record, and lo, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Ghost descended upon him in the form of a dove, and sat upon him. And there came a voice out of heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son. And I, John, bear record that he received a fullness of the glory of the Father, and he received all power, both in heaven and on earth, and the glory of the Father was with him, for he dwelt in him. And it shall come to pass that if you are faithful, you shall receive the fullness of the record of John. I give unto you these sayings that you may understand and know how to worship, and know what you worship, that you may come unto the Father in my name, and in due time receive of his fullness. For if you keep my commandments, you shall receive of his fullness, and be glorified in me as I am in the Father. Therefore I say unto you, you shall receive grace for grace. And now, verily I say unto you, I was in the beginning with the Father, and am the firstborn, and all those who are begotten through me are partakers of the glory of the same, and are the church of the firstborn. Ye were also in the beginning with the Father. That which is spirit, even the spirit of truth, and truth is knowledge of things as they are, and as they were, and as they are to come. And whatsoever is more or less than this is the spirit of that wicked one who was a liar from the beginning. The spirit of truth is of God. I am the spirit of truth. And John bore record of me, saying, He received a fullness of truth, yea, even of all truth, 
And no man receiveth a fullness unless he keepeth his commandments. He that keepeth his commandments receiveth truth and light, until he is glorified in truth, and knoweth all things. Man was also in the beginning with God. Intelligence, or the light of truth, was not created or made, neither indeed can be. All truth is independent in that sphere in which God has placed it, to act for itself, as all intelligence also. Otherwise there is no existence. Behold, here is the agency of man, and here is the condemnation of man, because that which was from the beginning is plainly manifest unto them, and they receive not the light, and every man whose spirit receiveth not the light is under condemnation, for man is spirit. The elements are eternal, and spirit and element inseparably connected receive a fullness of joy and when separated, man cannot receive a fullness of joy. The elements are the tabernacle of God. Yea, man is the tabernacle of God, even temples. And whatsoever temple is defiled, God shall destroy that temple. The glory of God is intelligence, or in other words, light and truth. Light and truth forsake that evil one, Every spirit of man was innocent in the beginning. And God, having redeemed man from the fall, men became again in their infant state, innocent before God. And that wicked one cometh and taketh away light and truth through disobedience from the children of men, and because of the tradition of their fathers. But I have commanded you to bring up your children in light and truth. But verily I say unto you, my servant, Frederick G. Williams, you have continued under this condemnation. You have not taught your children light and truth according to the commandments. And that wicked one hath power, as yet, over you. And this is the cause of your affliction. And now a commandment I give unto you. If you will be delivered, you shall set in order your own house. For there are many things that are not right in your house. Verily, I say unto my servant, Sidney Rigdon, that in some things he hath not kept the commandments concerning his children. Therefore, first set in order thy house. Verily, I say unto my servant, Joseph Smith, Jr., or in other words, I will call you friends, for you are my friends, and ye shall have an inheritance with me. I called you servants for the world's sake, and ye are their servants for my sake. And now, verily I say unto Joseph Smith, Jr., you have not kept the commandments, and must needs stand rebuked before the Lord. Your family must needs repent and forsake some things, and give more earnest heed unto your sayings, or be removed out of their place. What I say unto one, I say unto all. Pray always, lest that wicked one have power in you, and remove you out of your place my servant, Newell K. Whitney also, a bishop of my church, hath need to be chastened, and set in order his family, and see that they are more diligent and concerned at home, and pray always, or they shall be removed out of their place. Now I say unto you, my friends, let my servant, Sidney Rigdon, go on his journey, and make haste, and also proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the gospel of salvation, 
as I shall give him utterance. And by your prayer of faith, with one consent, I will uphold him. And let my servants Joseph Smith, Jr., and Frederick G. Williams make haste also. And it shall be given them according to the prayer of faith. And inasmuch as you keep my sayings, you shall not be confounded in this world, nor in the world to come. And verily I say unto you, that it is my will that you should hasten to translate my scriptures, and to obtain a knowledge of history, and of countries, and of kingdoms, of laws of God and man, and all this for the salvation of Zion. Amen. Section 94 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, August 2nd, 1833. Hiram Smith, Reynolds Cahoon, and Jared Carter are appointed as a church building committee. 1 through 9. The Lord gives a commandment relative to the erection of a house for the work of the presidency. 10 through 12. A printing house is to be built. 13 through 17. Certain inheritances are assigned. And again, verily I say unto you, my friends, a commandment I give unto you, that ye shall commence a work of laying out and preparing a beginning and foundation of the city of the stake of Zion, here in the land of Kirtland, beginning at my house. And behold, it must be done according to the pattern which I have given unto you. And let the first lot on the south be consecrated unto me for the building of a house for the presidency, for the work of the presidency, in obtaining revelations, and for the work of the ministry of the presidency, in all things pertaining to the church and kingdom. Verily I say unto you, that it shall be built fifty-five by sixty-five feet in the width thereof, and in the length thereof, in the inner court. And there shall be a lower court, and a higher court, according to the pattern which shall be given unto you hereafter. And it shall be dedicated unto the Lord from the foundation thereof, according to the order of the priesthood, according to the pattern which shall be given unto you hereafter. And it shall be wholly dedicated unto the Lord for the work of the presidency, and ye shall not suffer any unclean thing to come in unto it. And my glory shall be there, and my presence shall be there. But if there shall come into it any unclean thing, my glory shall not be there, and my presence shall not come into it. And again, verily I say unto you, the second lot on the south shall be dedicated unto me for the building of a house unto me, for the work of the printing of the translation of my scriptures, and all things whatsoever I shall command you. And it shall be fifty-five by sixty-five feet in the width thereof, and the length thereof, in the inner court. And there shall be a lower and a higher court, and this house shall be wholly dedicated unto the Lord, from the foundation thereof, for the work of the printing in all things whatsoever I shall command you, to be holy, undefiled, according to the pattern in all things, as it shall be given unto you. And on the third lot shall my servant Hiram Smith receive his inheritance. And on the first and second lots on the north shall my servants Reynolds Cahoon and Jared Carter receive their inheritances, that they may do the work which I have appointed unto them, to be a committee to build mine houses, according to the commandment which I, the Lord God, have given unto you. These two houses are not to be built until I give unto you a commandment concerning them. 
And now I give unto you no more at this time. Amen. Section 95 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, June 1, 1833. This revelation is a continuation of divine directions to build a house for worship and instruction, the house of the Lord. See section 88, verses 119 through 136. 1 through 6. The saints are chastened for their failure to build the house of the Lord. 7 through 10. The Lord desires to use his house to endow his people with power from on high. 11 through 17. The house is to be dedicated as a place of worship and for the school of the apostles. Verily, thus saith the Lord unto you whom I love, and whom I love I also chasten, that their sins may be forgiven. For with the chastisement I prepare a way for their deliverance in all things out of temptation. And I have loved you, wherefore ye must needs be chastened, and stand rebuked before my face. For ye have sinned against me a very grievous sin, in that ye have not considered the great commandment in all things that I have given unto you concerning the building of mine house. For the preparation wherewith I designed to prepare mine apostles to prune my vineyard for the last time, that I may bring to pass my strange act, that I may pour out my spirit upon all flesh. But behold, verily I say unto you, that there are many who have been ordained among you, whom I have called, but few of them are chosen. They who are not chosen have sinned a very grievous sin, in that they are walking in darkness at noonday. And for this cause I gave unto you a commandment that you should call your solemn assembly, that your fastings and your mourning might come up into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth, which is by interpretation the creator of the first day, the beginning, and the end. Yea, verily I say unto you, I gave unto you a commandment that you should build a house, in the which house I design to endow those whom I have chosen with power from on high. For this is the promise of the Father unto you. Therefore, I command you to tarry, even as mine apostles at Jerusalem. Nevertheless, my servants sinned a very grievous sin. And contentions arose in the school of the prophets, which was very grievous unto me, saith your Lord. Therefore, I sent them forth to be chastened. Verily I say unto you, It is my will that you should build a house. If you keep my commandments, you shall have power to build it. If you keep not my commandments, the love of the Father shall not continue with you. Therefore, you shall walk in darkness. Now here is wisdom and the mind of the Lord. Let the house be built, not after the manner of the world, for I give not unto you that ye shall live after the manner of the world. Therefore, let it be built after the manner which I shall show unto three of you, whom ye shall appoint and ordain unto this power. And the size thereof shall be fifty and five feet in width, and let it be sixty-five feet in length, in the inner court thereof. And let the lower part of the inner court be dedicated unto me for your sacrament offering, and for your preaching, and your fasting, and your praying, and the offering up of your most holy desires unto me, 
saith your Lord, and let the higher part of the inner court be dedicated unto me for the school of mine apostles, saith son Amen. Or in other words, Alphas. Or in other words, Omegas. Even Jesus Christ your Lord. Amen. Section 96 Revelation given to Joseph Smith the prophet, showing the order of the city or stake of Zion at Kirtland, Ohio, June 4, 1833, as an example to the saints in Kirtland. The occasion was a conference of high priests, and the chief subject of consideration was the disposal of certain lands, known as the French farm, possessed by the church near Kirtland. Since the conference could not agree who should take charge of the farm, all agreed to inquire of the Lord concerning the matter. 1. The Kirtland stake of Zion is to be made strong. 2 through 5. The bishop is to divide the inheritances for the saints. 6 through 9. John Johnson is to be a member of the United Order. Behold, I say unto you, here is wisdom, whereby ye may know how to act concerning this matter. For it is expedient in me that this stake that I have set for the strength of Zion should be made strong. Therefore, let my servant Newell K. Whitney take charge of the place which is named among you, upon which I design to build mine holy house. And again, let it be divided into lots, according to wisdom, for the benefit of those who seek inheritances, as it shall be determined in counsel among you. Therefore, take heed that ye see to this matter, and that portion that is necessary to benefit mine order, for the purpose of bringing forth my word to the children of men. For behold, verily I say unto you, this is the most expedient in me, that my word should go forth unto the children of men, for the purpose of subduing the hearts of the children of men for your good. Even so. Amen. And again, verily I say unto you, it is wisdom and expedient in me, that my servant John Johnson, whose offering I have accepted, and whose prayers I have heard, unto whom I give a promise of eternal life, inasmuch as he keepeth my commandments from henceforth, for he is a descendant of Joseph, and a partaker of the blessings of the promise made unto his fathers. Verily I say unto you, it is expedient in me that he should become a member of the order, that he may assist in bringing forth my word unto the children of men. Therefore, ye shall ordain him unto this blessing, and he shall seek diligently to take away encumbrances that are upon the house named among you, that he may dwell therein. Even so. Amen. Section 97 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, August 2, 1833. This revelation deals particularly with the affairs of the saints in Zion, Jackson County, Missouri, in response to the prophet's inquiry of the Lord for information. Members of the church in Missouri were at this time subjected to severe persecution and, on July 23, 1833, had been forced to sign an agreement to leave Jackson County. 1 through 2. Many of the saints in Zion, Jackson County, Missouri, are blessed for their faithfulness. 3 through 5. Parley P. Pratt is commended for his labors in the school in Zion. 6 through 9. Those who observe their covenants are accepted by the Lord. 
10 through 17. A house is to be built in Zion in which the pure in heart will see God. 18 through 21. Zion is the pure in heart. 22 through 28. Zion will escape the Lord's scourge if she is faithful. Verily I say unto you, my friends, I speak unto you with my voice, even the voice of my spirit, that I may show unto you my will concerning your brethren in the land of Zion, many of whom are truly humble and are seeking diligently to learn wisdom and to find truth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Blessed are such, for they shall obtain. For I, the Lord, show mercy unto all the meek, and upon all whomsoever I will, that I may be justified when I shall bring them unto judgment. Behold, I say unto you, concerning the school in Zion, I, the Lord, am well pleased that there should be a school in Zion, and also with my servant Parley P. Pratt, for he abideth in me, and inasmuch as he continueth to abide in me, he shall continue to preside over the school in the land of Zion, until I shall give unto him other commandments. And I will bless him with a multiplicity of blessings, in expounding all scriptures and mysteries to the edification of the school and of the church in Zion, and to the residue of the school, I, the Lord, am willing to show mercy. Nevertheless, there are those that must needs be chastened, and their works shall be made known. The axe is laid at the root of the trees, and every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit shall be hewn down and cast into the fire. I, the Lord, have spoken it. Verily I say unto you, all among them who know their hearts are honest and are broken, and their spirits contrite, and are willing to observe their covenants by sacrifice. Yea, every sacrifice which I, the Lord, shall command, they are accepted of me. For I, the Lord, will cause them to bring forth as a very fruitful tree which is planted in a goodly land by a pure stream that yieldeth much precious fruit. Verily I say unto you, that it is my will that a house should be built unto me in the land of Zion, like unto the pattern which I have given you. Yea, let it be built speedily by the tithing of my people. Behold, this is the tithing and the sacrifice which I, the Lord, require at their hands, that there may be a house built unto me for the salvation of Zion, for a place of thanksgiving for all saints and for a place of instruction for all those who are called to the work of the ministry in all their several callings and offices, that they may be perfected in the understanding of their ministry, in theory, in principle, and in doctrine, in all things pertaining to the kingdom of God on the earth, the keys of which kingdom have been conferred upon you. And inasmuch as my people build a house unto me in the name of the Lord, and do not suffer any unclean thing to come into it, that it be not defiled. My glory shall rest upon it, yea, and my presence shall be there, for I will come into it, and all the pure in heart that shall come into it shall see God. But if it be defiled, I will not come into it, and my glory shall not be there, for I will not come into unholy temples. And now, behold, if Zion do these things, she shall prosper, and spread herself and become very glorious, very great, and very terrible. 
and the nations of the earth shall honor her, and shall say, Surely Zion is the city of our God, and surely Zion cannot fall, neither be moved out of her place, for God is there, and the hand of the Lord is there. And he hath sworn by the power of his might to be her salvation and her high tower. Therefore verily thus saith the Lord, Let Zion rejoice, for this is Zion, the pure in heart. Therefore let Zion rejoice, while all the wicked shall mourn. For behold and lo, vengeance cometh speedily upon the ungodly as the whirlwind. And who shall escape it? The Lord's scourge shall pass over by night and by day, and the report thereof shall vex all people. Yea, it shall not be stayed until the Lord come. For the indignation of the Lord is kindled against their abominations and all their wicked works. Nevertheless, Zion shall escape if she observe to do all things whatsoever I have commanded her. But if she observe not to do whatsoever I have commanded her, I will visit her according to all her works, with sore affliction, with pestilence, with plague, with sword, with vengeance, with devouring fire. Nevertheless, let it be read this once to her ears, that I, the Lord, have accepted of her offering. And if she sin no more, none of these things shall come upon her, and I will bless her with blessings and multiply a multiplicity of blessings upon her, and upon her generations for ever and ever, said the Lord your God. Amen. Section 98 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, August 6, 1833 This revelation came in consequence of the persecution upon the saints in Missouri. Increased settlement of church members in Missouri troubled some other settlers, who felt threatened by the saints' numbers, political and economic influence, and cultural and religious differences. In July 1833, a mob destroyed church property, tarred and feathered two church members, and demanded that the saints leave Jackson County. Although some news of the problems in Missouri had no doubt reached the prophet in Kirtland, 900 miles away, the seriousness of the situation could have been known to him at this date only by revelation. 1 through 3. The afflictions of the saints will be for their good. 4 through 8. The saints are to befriend the constitutional law of the land. 9 through 10. Honest, wise, and good men should be supported for secular government. 11 through 15. Those who lay down their lives in the Lord's cause will have eternal life. 16 through 18. Renounce war and proclaim peace. 19 through 22. The saints in Kirtland are reproved and commanded to repent. 23-32 through 32. The Lord reveals His laws governing the persecutions and afflictions imposed on His people. 33-38 through 38. War is justified only when the Lord commands it. 39-48 through 48. The saints are to forgive their enemies, who, if they repent, will also escape the Lord's vengeance. Verily I say unto you, my friends, Fear not, let your hearts be comforted. Yea, rejoice evermore, and in everything give thanks. Waiting patiently on the Lord, for your prayers have entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth, and are recorded with this seal and testament. 
the Lord hath sworn and decreed that they shall be granted. Therefore he giveth this promise unto you, with an immutable covenant that they shall be fulfilled. And all things wherewith you have been afflicted shall work together for your good, and to my name's glory, saith the Lord. And now, verily I say unto you concerning the laws of the land, it is my will that my people should observe to do all things whatsoever I command them. And that law of the land which is constitutional, supporting that principle of freedom in maintaining rights and privileges, belongs to all mankind and is justifiable before me. Therefore, I, the Lord, justify you and your brethren of my church in befriending that law which is the constitutional law of the land. And as pertaining to the law of man, whatsoever is more or less than this cometh of evil. I, the Lord God, make you free. Therefore, ye are free indeed, and the law also maketh you free. Nevertheless, when the wicked rule, the people mourn. Wherefore, honest men and wise men should be sought for diligently, and good men and wise men ye should observe to uphold. Otherwise, Whatsoever is less than these cometh of evil. And I give unto you a commandment, that ye shall forsake all evil, and cleave unto all good, that ye shall live by every word which proceedeth forth out of the mouth of God. For he will give unto the faithful line upon line, precept upon precept. And I will try you, and prove you herewith. And whoso layeth down his life in my cause, for my name's sake, shall find it again, even life eternal. Therefore, be not afraid of your enemies, for I have decreed in my heart, saith the Lord, that I will prove you in all things, whether you will abide in my covenant, even unto death, that you may be found worthy. For if ye will not abide in my covenant, ye are not worthy of me. Therefore, renounce war and proclaim peace, and seek diligently to turn the hearts of the children to their fathers, and the hearts of the fathers to the children, and again, the hearts of the Jews unto the prophets, and the prophets unto the Jews, lest I come and smite the whole earth with a curse, and all flesh be consumed before me. Let not your hearts be troubled, for in my Father's house are many mansions, and I have prepared a place for you, and where my father and I am, there ye shall be also. Behold, I the Lord am not well pleased with many who are in the church at Kirtland, for they do not forsake their sins and their wicked ways, the pride of their hearts, and their covetousness, and all their detestable things, and observe the words of wisdom and eternal life which I have given unto them. Verily I say unto you that I the Lord will chasten them, and will do whatsoever I list, if they do not repent and observe all things whatsoever I have said unto them. And again I say unto you, If ye observe to do whatsoever I command you, I the Lord will turn away all wrath and indignation from you, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Now I speak unto you concerning your families. If men will smite you or your families once, and ye bear it patiently, and revile not against them, neither seek revenge. Ye shall be rewarded, but if ye bear it not patiently, 
it shall be accounted unto you as being meted out as a just measure unto you. And again, if your enemy shall smite you the second time, and you revile not against your enemy, and bear it patiently, your reward shall be an hundredfold. And again, if he shall smite you the third time, and ye bear it patiently, your reward shall be doubled unto you fourfold. And these three testimonies shall stand against your enemy if he repent not, and shall not be blotted out. And now, verily I say unto you, if that enemy shall escape my vengeance, that he be not brought into judgment before me, then ye shall see to it that ye warn him in my name, that he come no more upon you, neither upon your family, even your children's children under the third and fourth generation. And then, if he shall come upon you or your children, or your children's children under the third and fourth generation, I have delivered thine enemy into thine hands. And then, if thou wilt spare him, thou shalt be rewarded for thy righteousness, and also thy children and thy children's children under the third and fourth generation. Nevertheless, thine enemy is in thine hands. And if thou rewardest him according to his works, thou art justified. If he has sought thy life and thy life is endangered by him, thine enemy is in thine hands, and thou art justified. Behold, this is the law I gave unto my servant Nephi, and thy fathers Joseph and Jacob, and Isaac and Abraham, and all mine ancient prophets and apostles. And again, this is the law that I gave unto mine ancients that they should not go out unto battle against any nation, kindred, tongue, or people, save I, the Lord, commanded them. And if any nation, tongue, or people should proclaim war against them, they should first lift a standard of peace unto that people, nation, or tongue. And if that people did not accept the offering of peace, neither the second nor the third time, they should bring these testimonies before the Lord. Then I, the Lord, would give unto them a commandment, and justify them in going out to battle against that nation, tongue, or people. And I, the Lord, would fight their battles, and their children's battles, and their children's children's, until they had avenged themselves on all their enemies, to the third and fourth generation. Behold, this is an ensample unto all people, said the Lord your God, for justification before me. And again, verily I say unto you, If after thine enemy has come upon thee the first time, he repent and come unto thee praying thy forgiveness, thou shalt forgive him, and shalt hold it no more as a testimony against thine enemy, and so on unto the second and third time. And as oft as thine enemy repenteth of the trespass wherewith he has trespassed against thee, thou shalt forgive him until seventy times seven. And if he trespass against thee, and repent not the first time, nevertheless thou shalt forgive him. And if he trespass against thee the second time, and repent not, nevertheless thou shalt forgive him. And if he trespass against thee the third time, and repent not, thou shalt also forgive him. But if he trespass against thee the fourth time, thou shalt not forgive him but shalt bring these testimonies before the Lord, and they shall not be blotted out until he repent, 
and reward thee fourfold in all things wherewith he has trespassed against thee. And if he do this, thou shalt forgive him with all thine heart. And if he do not this, I, the Lord, will avenge thee of thine enemy an hundredfold, and upon his children, and upon his children's children of all them that hate me, under the third and fourth generation. But if the children shall repent, or the children's children, and turn to the Lord their God, with all their hearts and with all their might, mind, and strength, and restore fourfold for all their trespasses wherewith they have trespassed, or wherewith their fathers have trespassed, or their fathers' fathers, then thine indignation shall be turned away, and vengeance shall no more come upon them, saith the Lord thy God, and their trespasses shall never be brought any more as a testimony before the Lord against them. Amen. Section 99 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet to John Murdoch, August 29, 1832, at Hiram, Ohio. For over a year, John Murdoch had been preaching the gospel, while his children, motherless after the death of his wife Julia Clapp in April 1831, resided with other families in Ohio. 1 through 8. John Murdoch is called to proclaim the gospel, and those who receive him receive the Lord and will obtain mercy. Behold, thus saith the Lord unto my servant John Murdoch, Thou art called to go into the eastern countries, from house to house, from village to village, and from city to city, to proclaim mine everlasting gospel unto the inhabitants thereof, in the midst of persecution and wickedness. And who receiveth you, receiveth me. And you shall have power to declare my word in the demonstration of my Holy Spirit. And who receiveth you as a little child, receiveth my kingdom. And blessed are they, for they shall obtain mercy. And whoso rejecteth you shall be rejected of my father and his house. And you shall cleanse your feet in the secret places by the way for a testimony against them. And behold, and lo, I come quickly to judgment, to convince all of their ungodly deeds which they have committed against me, as it is written of me in the volume of the book. And now, verily I say unto you, that it is not expedient that you should go until your children are provided for, and sent up kindly unto the bishop of Zion, and after a few years, if thou desirest of me, thou mayest go up also unto the goodly land, to possess thine inheritance. Otherwise thou shalt continue proclaiming my gospel, until thou be taken. Amen. Section 100. Revelation given to Joseph Smith the Prophet and Sidney Rigdon at Perrysburg, New York, October 12, 1833. The two brethren, having been absent from their families for several days, felt some concern about them. 1 through 4. Joseph and Sidney to preach the gospel for the salvation of souls. 5 through 8. It will be given them in the very hour what they should say. 9 through 12. Sidney is to be a spokesman, and Joseph is to be a revelator and mighty in testimony. 13 through 17. The Lord will raise up a pure people, and the obedient will be saved. Verily, thus saith the Lord unto you, my friends Sidney and Joseph, your families are well. They are in mine hands, 
and I will do with them as seemeth me good. For in me there is all power. Therefore, follow me, and listen to the counsel which I shall give unto you. Behold, and lo, I have much people in this place, in the regions round about, and an effectual door shall be opened in the regions round about in this eastern land. Therefore, I, the Lord, have suffered you to come unto this place, for thus it was expedient in me for the salvation of souls. Therefore, verily I say unto you, Lift up your voices unto this people. Speak the thoughts that I shall put into your hearts, and you shall not be confounded before men, for it shall be given you in the very hour, yea, in the very moment, what ye shall say. But a commandment I give unto you, that ye shall declare whatsoever thing ye declare in my name, in solemnity of heart, in the spirit of meekness, in all things. And I give unto you this promise, that inasmuch as ye do this, the Holy Ghost shall be shed forth in bearing record unto all things whatsoever ye shall say. And it is expedient in me that you, my servant Sidney, should be a spokesman unto this people. Yea, verily I will ordain you unto this calling, even to be a spokesman unto my servant Joseph, and I will give unto him power to be mighty in testimony, and I will give unto thee power to be mighty in expounding all scriptures, that thou mayest be a spokesman unto him, and he shall be a revelator unto thee, that thou mayest know the certainty of all things pertaining to the things of my kingdom on the earth. Therefore, continue your journey, and let your hearts rejoice. For behold, and lo, I am with you, even unto the end. And now I give unto you a word concerning Zion. Zion shall be redeemed, although she is chastened for a little season. Thy brethren, my servants Orson Hyde and John Gould, are in my hands. And inasmuch as they keep my commandments, they shall be saved. Therefore, let your hearts be comforted. For all things shall work together for good to them that walk uprightly, and to the sanctification of the church. For I will raise up unto myself a pure people, that will serve me in righteousness. And all that call upon the name of the Lord, and keep his commandments, shall be saved. Even so. Amen.